I wanted to say dilapidated and I said decapitated. Hey guys, this is Thinking Out Loud. Today's episode is about the access to different resources in third world countries. I'm Isha. I'm Maybeth. And I'm Meher. As teenagers living in Canada, all of us are extremely privileged. We have access to food, a quality education, shelter, and even clothing. These are basic resources that people need to survive. However, all across the world, there are many, many, many countries which lack access to resources, making the lives of their citizens excessively difficult. Some of the countries most affected by the sheer lack of resources include Uganda, Ethiopia, Nepal, and more. Across the world, the most used resources at third place would be natural gas, at second would be oil, and at first place is water. So if we're using it all up, what's going to happen in the future? And this isn't just a future problem. There's people now without lack to clean, without lack, without access to clean drinking water. 785 million people lack even a basic drinking water source, including 144 million who are dependent on surface water. That's a staggering number. This issue is most prevalent in Mozambique, where just under 45% of the country's population lives without access to clean water. That's over 13 million people. And in terms of sanitation, the majority of the country, 70%, lacks access to their own toilets. And lacking access to toilets ends up contaminating the few water sources that they do have. Globally, at least 2 billion people use a water source that's contaminated with feces. That's human excrement. That's a horrific, horrific statistic. And contaminated water such as that transmits diseases like diarrhea, cholera, typhoid, and polio. It's estimated to cause over 485,000 diarrheal deaths every year. I can't even fathom that, but like, it's almost shocking. It is shocking. And to think that by 2025, 1.8 billion people will be living in countries or regions with absolute water scarcity. This scarcity of water can be seen right now in 2021 in Uganda, where half of the population cannot gather safe drinking water in under 30 minutes. Often families depend on drinking water from a faraway community or across a difficult terrain. Many communities still rely on swamps, ponds, rivers, and unprotected springs for water. And often the problem of water scarcity or access to clean drinking water isn't even about the amount of resources they are. Sometimes it's simply about the mismanagement of them. Take for example, Canada. Canada has the world's third largest per capita freshwater reserve. Yet there's 75 long-term drinking water advisories affecting more than 50 indigenous communities across Canada. There's places such as Shoal Lake 40, which have been under a drinking water advisory for nearly 20 years, while other surrounding cities had perfectly fine water. This problem isn't even really small. Water scarcity affects more than 40% of the global population and is projected to rise. Right now, this is because of mismanagement and lack of resources. And not only water, whether it's food, shelter, or even other basic needs, we lack all of them all around the world. The lack of resources can be seen in Ethiopia, where the vast majority of Ethiopians live in poorly built, decapitated... Why is she laughing? Decapitated? Which is why I'm laughing. <laughs> Oh 
dilapidated. I wanted to say dilapidated and I said decapitated. <laughs> Their roots are popping right off. Anyways, adding on to what Isha just said, the vast majority of Ethiopians live in poorly built, dilapidated and cramped houses which lack even the basic facilities such as toilets. Only 30% of the current housing stock in the country is in fair condition with the remaining 70% in need of a total replacement. This need for replacement showcases that most third world countries lack access to not only food and water, but also shelter and other basic resources such as clothing or equality education. And it's an issue that can be seen all over the world. It's estimated that 900 million urban dwellers and over a billion rural people, it's estimated that 900 million urban dwellers and over a billion rural people now live in overcrowded and poor quality housing without adequate provisions for water, sanitation, drainage, or the collection of household waste. This is a massive problem and it's only going to increase. And speaking on sanitation, 2.4 billion people lack access to basic sanitation services, such as toilets or latrines. And this also ties back to our previous episode, Bad Blood, that talks more about period poverty. And it counts under sanitation and needs, and it's certainly not a luxury item. The lack of access to period products, too, in third world countries can lead to menstruators reusing rags and sawdust, which can lead to infections and be even more costly. And although this problem is getting severely worse over time, we do know that the world is trying to help. The UN aims that by 2030, will achieve access to adequate and equitable sanitation hygiene for all. Another thing that's helping to curb these massive problems is the rise of more efficient and clean technologies, be it clean energy or more efficient ways to desalinate seawater, which provides access to fresh, clean drinking water to communities that are isolated from these freshwater sources. Lack of resources such as water and sanitation needs in third world countries also means that you probably have a lack of healthcare systems. And currently the World Bank is working towards eradicating these problems and is currently investing heavily in people through nutrition, healthcare, quality education, and jobs and even skills. Adding on to what Meta just said, acquiring basic skills such as reading, writing, and numeracy have a documented positive effect. Adding on to what Meta just said, Acquiring basic skills such as reading, writing, and numeracy have a documented positive effect on the marginalized population's income. It increases the rate of return on the economy. Education has also been proven to change structures in food security. And because education is one of the most powerful tools which a person can use to fight against poverty, us as teenagers can also use this tool. This might sound difficult to do as we're only kids, but if you have relatives back in your home country who have a chance to teach underprivileged kids about absolutely anything, try your best to spread the knowledge that you receive. Another thing we can do as youth and teenagers is join organizations and help them raise funds for these important causes, be it a local charity or working with an organization in the country where you hope to make a change. There's plenty of great organizations out there. Organizations such as Girl Up and Habitat for Humanity are those that you can find in your community and join them to make an impact, not only in your community, but also globally. And these are only some of the examples. These are pretty big movements altogether that you can join. 
but even like small steps like taking shorter showers, turn off the tap when you're not using it, for example, when you're brushing your teeth, water your yard early or late in the day to minimize evaporation. That saves water too. Invest in eco-friendly technology like Energy Star washing machines, low flow shower heads, faucet aerators, or sh uh, shut off nozzle on your hose, and many more. Most importantly, be grateful for what you have and help those who are less fortunate. Growing up in a developed country such as Canada, we're extremely privileged to have access to drinking water and food and shelter. If I turn on my tap, I am 100% guaranteed to have water that is clean and safe to use. That's a privilege that not a lot of people have. And like Isha said, it's so important to be grateful for that and acknowledge that not everyone around the world is as fortunate as we are. The least we can do is even educate ourselves and educate others about how big this problem really is. Like for example, right now, we did our research and we're sharing it with all of you listeners through a simple podcast. I hope you guys learned something because the main way to curb this issue, like we already said, is through educating yourself and educating others. That wraps up the time we have together today. Does everyone want to go around? Does everyone want to go around and say what their main takeaway for this episode is? One thing that I want you guys to remember is that it is not uncommon to forget that you're privileged in one way or another. You have things that some people may not, whether these things be clothes, technology, or even food and water. Don't forget that as the future generation of this world, it is our responsibility to build towards a world that we want to thrive in. Exactly. And access to resources is one of the simplest things that one can take for granted. Take into consideration, take into consideration that millions of people don't get the same basic human rights that we do. Something I want everyone here to remember is that as urbanization increases, and as does the world's population, the amount of people left behind in poverty increases as well. And in our extremely privileged and fortunate position, we need to do what we can to help those that are less fortunate than we are. As we end this episode, be sure to eat up and be grateful with everything that you've got. Thank you for listening.